0: This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 796 brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you who understand that freedom or great power comes with great responsibility. fanboy pickling up 796 my name is Connor patrick and out on bail is my co-host josh flanagan
1: i am perfectly happy to play along with a suggestion in the prescribed improv way but if you want to find a way to uh, organically pepper in some details that i can play along with uh, that's fine what is the version of events Like, is it just a mystery why I was locked up?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like you shouldn't. uh, That's your own personal. I'm not.
1: I'm not. Listen, on advice of my counsel, I'm obviously not going to say something in a public forum. I plus there's a
0: litigation that's you know you don't want to get involved with that either.
1: (sighs) These people, I'm sorry, I can't. (laughs) Please, just don't get me. Just glad
0: you're back. Glad you're back.
1: Listen, is a whale the same as a person? I don't know, (laughs) but I can. You show me the law that says it is. Right.
0: It's murky. Which That's is why perfect, the trial's happening.
1: Which is a perfect choice of uh, terminology. It was very murky.
0: <laughs> we are iFanboy. Everyone can read a bunch of comics, although not this week because it was a fifth week. And one of us picks one they like the best out of that bunch. We call that the pick of the week. We talk about that book, the books from the week, the other books from the week. That's a patron pick. Sometimes it's the same as the pick of the week twice in a row for Josh. And we answer some listener mail. I think we'll have time. We should have time. Don't, we have fun though. Stop wasting despite, that time. Despite the tone of my voice, we do have fun. And here's your spoiler warning: it's just because it's six thirty in the morning. Exercise some caution, Josh. You had to pick this week when there's only, I think, five books came out.
1: Uh, I I didn't do the count, but I I had I want to say total of less than ten. Um,
0: oh, you had less than ten. I ended yeah. up with. I think I ended up with. I thought, I started with eleven. I ended up with fifteen. I think. We'll I tell you what.
1: I'm not going to count it while I'm here because I right. think Don't that will waste it. everyone's time. But at some point it's in not the a
0: show,
1: at some point in the show, I'll be like, nine! you You'd be like, what? <laughs> nine! Um, okay, so I have figured out how to game this system.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I figured, hey, I have to do less work if the patron pick of the pick of the week are the same. So the last two weeks, that's been the deal. You, um, yeah. No, that's not the case. Uh, Dark Ages number one is uh, the pick of the week. It is a story by Tom Taylor. Who I is the I'm I'm not sure if this is the first time he's written for Marvel, but it's the first time that he's written for Marvel since we were like, hey, check this guy
0: out. Uh, um, oh, sure. Since, since since deceased,
1: right? So uh, art by Iban Coelho. Sure. <laughs> uh, Color by Espen Grundehern. Uh, this
0: is in minefield.
1: <laughs> and of course, letters by Joe Caramagna. Um, Joey Joey donuts. Joey New York Times featured free Joey donuts, donuts, Joey bag of donuts. Um I don't know why but Tom Taylor always seems to get matched with people who I've never heard of. And they're they're fine, but like when you when we read uh even deceased it for well, Hair sign was somebody but um
0: I've of, heard of Ebon Coelho before.
1: I I I don't it's not familiar to me. It didn't th- that said the work didn't appear to be somebody who didn't know what they were doing. So No, he's that. he's
0: been around. He's definitely Like a Marvel guy.
1: Oh. Yeah. some reason, I've just missed him. So, I didn't know what this was. Uh, I almost don't know if I would have kind of noticed it, because it's kind of dark ages. It made me think of, like, metal or whatever, and it was kind of... But what we have here is a Marvel version of uh, an alternate uh, Marvel timeline. I guess this could be the future of Marvel, but probably not. uh, Where the Earth is uh, being destroyed from within. And the heroes notice it, and they have to get together to, t- to take care of the threat. And there's a whole Marvelish story behind it. Uh, and uh, something goes uh, right, but then something goes wrong, which I think is a nice way to do that. Um, and and all of the power, the electronics on Earth, are knocked out by a gigantic ongoing EMP. Uh, that saves Earth, but also uh, destroys the society like we knew. Like
0: it. the end of uh, Escape from Los Angeles. Like the end of I, Escape from Los Angeles. What was interesting was I, you know, obviously knew this book was coming because we're big Tom Taylor fans. I saw he was doing a Marvel "quote unquote" event. This is a six-issue miniseries. Although I'm sure they're hoping that it t- takes off like Deceased and they can do several miniseries. But mm-hmm. um, I knew that it was about like a catastrophe. It, it, it's not deceased, but in the same vein, like a catastrophe sure. happens and the universe changes. I knew that, but I sort of forgotten what that meant. And so in the beginning, when this like creature is coming toward to the, or is inside the earth that was imprisoned there, you know, millennia ago, and I was like, Oh, it's going to destroy the earth. And that's a creature. And then they did, they beat it. And I was like, Oh, and then by beating it, like you said that with the DMP, they ends up taking out all technology in the planet. And I was like, Oh, right, right. right." So what I mean is like, I didn't know, I I certainly forgot what was was coming. So it took a couple of fun twists for me as a reader because I didn't know what was coming.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the story here is that, um, Tom Taylor excels at characterization and relationships between the characters and stories that have stakes. And I think that's the real difference between what happens in a lot of stuff that he doesn't necessarily have to contend with uh, with these um, otherworldly kind of books is that he can have real stakes. So characters can be taken out. Characters can be lost. uh, Characters can lose, you know, which isn't a thing that really happens and lose in a meaningful way. Um, So, you know, that that gives him a lot of it gives him a head start in terms of being a storyteller.
0: Oh sure, I mean, look. I'm sure guys who aren't writing these alternate world tales are like fuck that guy because he can actually put, you know, lasting stakes in his stories, mm-hmm. and we all get to pray. We all get to sing his praises for it. Well, I start um, to
1: wonder if people who have really come up in the sort of mainstream system even have that ability. Like they develop the instincts to work around and through that, which is its own kind of talent. But, um. You know, I wonder if something gets lost in that. And because Taylor's gotten to do these things so many times, he can construct them the same way. And at the same time, I also have to wonder, like, well, when is this formula going to run low? And it hasn't yet. I just made this pick of the week. But it it did. uh, It was very familiar. I was like, okay, I I get where we're at. But he's good enough at it that it's fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, this is as a six issue miniseries, this is very much it's not a prelude but it's a lot of setup to get to where we're going, which is a world in the future, because then there's, a, there's a time jump.
1: A Marvel universe.
0: Uh, a Marvel universe in the future where there's no technology at all. So, you know, Great Watcher appearance. Mm-hmm. Johnny Storm has a very appropriate reaction to the Watcher showing up. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, you know, the Strike Force that goes to the, the center of the Earth to stop this giant, I'm just going kind robot of robotech thing. You know they mostly die. The Thing dies, Scarlet Witch dies, Doctor Strange dies, and then Atlantis gets destroyed in the in the battle. Um, and those are Vision big. Those a, are big characters awesome too. Yeah.
1: Also, I really like the explanation. We assemble this strike team. They say why the Vision is there, and the Scarlet Witch, and Doctor Strange, and Invisible Woman, and the Thing, in case anything should be solved by hitting it really hard. I was like, <laughs> that's great. That's fantastic. That's good dialogue and fun Marvel stuff. Yeah. Um,
0: I will say, uh, and also just before you say that, yeah, there was a really genuinely sad moment when the EMP goes off, and all the technology stops. You know, we see the shield helicarrier falling out of the sky, and Iron Man falls out of the sky. And I thought what was clever was that um, Ant Man was stuck in his giant form.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think I even. And noticed then,
0: that. Uh, Viv, you know, Viv, uh, Vision's daughter, dies. But I thought the the saddest part was just in the middle, the regular dude with the pacemaker dies. Yeah. You know, I thought this was a really this was a compelling use of, like, this is the story. Let's find the the, the buttons to push. Uh-huh. And he pushed them. And we had a moment of triumph for Peter's family. Peter's sort of the conduit for this whole story. Uh, his family's not, in fact, dead. He has two kids in this world. Um, and then we jump to the future where Peter's got, somehow in seven years, has got great temples. It's uh, a rough world.
1: Also, to this. be honest, that shit
0: comes on quick. It's <laughs> true, but I liked I, I, I thought this was really fun. It made me feel. Kind of, I, it made me feel like events used to make me feel.
1: Yes, yes, that's very, and that's really
0: good. That's how I felt about halfway through this book. I was like, "Oh, this is how I felt when I was a kid reading the first issue of Infinity Gauntlet." Like, I, I have a vi- vivid memory of that because it was probably the first event where I was old enough to appreciate what I was reading. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you know, I read Secret Wars and Crisis Infinite Earths, but that was too young for really appreciate it. Like, Infinity Gauntlet was like the first real event that struck a chord with me. That and Armageddon 2001. Um, and this, this beginning sort of made me feel that way. Like, there's, a, there's a big stakes. People are dying. And, uh, what's going to happen? I, I really I had fun reading it.
1: Yeah. And it, and, and, you know, it doesn't hurt that it was on a week where there was not a lot going oh, on. Sure. And I, and I don't even mean like there wasn't a lot of books, but even the books that were, out were you know they were fine i would say it was an average of fine this week so you know good placement on this um it's it's funny because i know that tom taylor has had a lot of success and i think that his name i don't even know actually i don't know if his name attracts attention i don't know if it leads to sales i don't know but it's interesting to me this
0: did, did sell very very well
1: right but I, I don't know if that's because of his name
0: yeah, no, You know what I mean? I so
1: like him yeah. going over to Marvel to do uh, an event book. By the way, right away when you said 6 issues, I thought that's not enough. I, not. I which which is really interesting cuz I don't think of that a lot and I just <laughs> went, oh, "Really?" Cuz I know what this guy can do over 18 issues or, you know, like however long the first season is only
0: 7. I think yeah, and but then there was just, all it was the... just a series of six issue minis.
1: Right, but then there was the the uh digital only ones and there was, you know, other
0: right, saying I'm, I'm sure they're hoping this is like yeah. the same situation where there's going to be Dark Ages the return or dark, you know, Dark Ages steampunk. Yep. So uh
1: but yeah, and uh, but it's odd <coughs> that it was schedule-wise it's kind of buried or but maybe that's on purpose. I don't really know. Cuz right. the 5th week no one puts out their big gun in the fifth week, and I don't know why. It seems like that's a great time to do it, but uh,
0: it it's didn't. probably because you want your halo effect for the big gun. You want people to come in. Yes, that's exactly for the big it. gun and pick up other books. Um, I think that's. I right. love. I, I really like the Iban Coelho art. Great, uh, especially the 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 big sequence in the beginning where they go to the center of the earth the, when things running at the.
1: the know, what this the fuck is the best evolved? thing I have seen in a long time. I love how things is drawn in this book.
0: Like he's got, he's like all exaggerated limbs yep. and his face is wide open. It just seems like he's coming in for the big punch, doesn't go his way. And then Vision, after Scarlet Witch gets killed, he's fucking pissed and he's flying right at this machine, uh, and it, and it flies right to its head. The Un Unmaker, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a great this is it was a great action sequence from this. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, also, and this is not a, a thing that uh, everybody can claim. Uh, there's kids in this book, and he draws them, and they look like kids. And yeah. the, the little kids look like little kids, and uh, Val and Moon Girl, I think, you yeah. know, they look like what age they're supposed
0: to be. They got big heads and tiny bodies.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, that shouldn't. They even gave Mary Jane a contemporary haircut, like so. Lots of Something
0: McFarlane eighties. I, I, I mean, you know, Watcher, mm-hmm. you know, un- Unmaker. It just it has a big Marvel feel to it. When like the
1: Watcher shows up, having the I, it's been a while to have the Watcher show up in a page like that, and it is you know it is uh, composed perfectly. You know, like look, you know we're looking up at him. He's floating in the air. He's waving his hand.
0: He looks. This like is what Watcher. I've been watching for. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it actually carried the effect that it's supposed to have because it hasn't mm-hmm. been overdone. Also, I guess this is the this that page turn is the one instance when the stupid unseen worked for us because it was yeah. so good to see the real thing and not Cheney stupid Ghost Fury. Right, right. That you're like, oh, well, that's great. That's true. Um, I would, you know, if I had one criticism, it's not even a criticism, but the last page turn is you know and then came the apocalypse and of course you have uh one, two, three, four, five, six villains with apocalypse in the middle but they're not villains you see like a carnage ravage kind of whatever he is and then oh yeah yeah a Beast. some kind of she-hulk but and then wolverine has the lady death strike but also or is that reed richards that's reed richards
0: yes it is and
1: then she-hulk yeah so iron man happened. i guess did uh reed lost his whole family
0: yeah they all died did he lose yeah johnny storm i think so i don't know we'll find out
1: yeah but i was i I was confused by that but also i just i see apocalypse and i'm like i don't i don't don't want that
0: uh you know what's funny was this this and i don't spend much longer on this but this literally set me off on a five minute jag in my head where i try to figure out are peter's web shooters powered by electricity yeah, because when I, I, the when the when it goes down, he, you know, he he goes down too because his web shooters are dead. But like, I don't think there's ever been a story where his his web shooters run out of juice. They run out of web fluid all the time. Sure, but I was like, is it just engineering where he, pre- he just he he presses yeah. a button and it makes a lever move? Or it would make
1: sense that over time they had been engineered. He knows a lot of people, and it would be more reliable. Mm. You know what I mean? What What I don't think was clear is that. An EMP knocks out electricity. Yeah, it doesn't knock out technology. It doesn't, and then like there's a like what's the line between uh, you know there's engineering and and uh, you know mechanical things that that don't run on power per se. Uh, I think someone there was some allusion to steam powered something or other. You know, like the thing that's going to be steam powered. Yeah, the thing they put on his arms, you know, later that that looks mechanical. So you have mechanical. Which is a form of technology, but there's no just electricity. electricity. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see.
0: You know, what? I really enjoyed the Avengers number forty-eight. That's what I came here to say. <laughs> I, I, I read Dark Ages last, because mm-hmm. uh, it's my most anticipated book. But until that point, like there was a couple of other books. I know we, we talked. You just said it, and I don't disagree that it was kind of a not an overly exciting week, but. I really liked Avengers.
1: I, I was a page or so into it. And what we have is sort of like a, you know, Gorilla Man lamenting something in a bar. Yes. And I was like, well, that's Jason Aaron. The yeah. writing of that. I was like, you could what he's saying yes. could have been in like scalped. It was his
0: his voice for the Gorilla, gorilla Man is terrific. That's yeah. And this is, this is all Gorilla Man plus She-Hulk. And I don't like that part, but. His, I could read his Gorilla Man all day long.
1: Well, you know, and the, the other thing is this, is that what's compelling about Gorilla Man is I don't know what the fuck is going on with that character. Like, right. in a, not in a bad way. Like, he did a very bad thing. I don't know that it's incredibly clear why. And, and uh, you know, y- y- I don't know how to feel about him. In, in the good way, in the good narrative sense. Like, I can't make mm. up my mind. Um, you know, his his blade in here is blade-like, as, as he should be. I, I will always love the phrase "suckheads." that's hilarious um and like the, <laughs> the gorilla man and she hulk out on the boat in the middle of the ocean like it's it's ridiculous in the way that it should be um yeah. and then there's a there's a two page spread uh is this like supposed to be the bermuda triangle basically
0: or is I it guess. some, some spot know.
1: where you don't go it's with just your no it's
0: the spot over directly over atlantis okay so they he said that the Atlanteans basically destroy any boats that go directly over the city. Yeah. I assume that's a you know defense situation. But so that's where they are.
1: It was a really good issue. Uh the uh the, the scripting of it was was really spot on. You yeah. know, which which led me to think about like, well, what is it I don't like about this Avengers arc? And I don't think that it's bad. I don't think like it is at the heart. It's, it's a large sprawling story. The stuff that's going on here was front loaded in the beginning. So it's not like it's from out of nowhere. I think what it is is I've just had a hard time finding anything that I'm particularly interested in this specifically. I don't think it's faulty. I just kind of don't care about the elements that are moving around.
0: It's not compelling. I don't know why. Yes. It's a great mystery of comics. I don't know why Avengers is not compelling.
1: Yeah, I I can't point to something and be like, oh, this is terrible. I don't feel that way. It's just not grabbing me. I've read 48 issues of it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, it's not, that's not nothing. This has been going on a long time. Um, I should like it more. Uh, Maybe, like, the drama between the characters isn't all that interesting, and so when now that you're focusing on the gorilla man and his sort of real conflict and how we're supposed to feel about him is conflicted like that. That's, that's the thing that grabs me. Um,
0: yeah. I don't know. It's, I, 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 have spent a lot of time thinking about it and I just don't know the answer. Yeah. Me neither. Uh, I don't know why this book is any different than the new Avengers or why it's any different than Roger Stern's Avengers in the eighties or, you know, any of those books that were incredibly compelling and were must reads I don't know why this one isn't.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Well, it'll be uh, one of those. Yeah, it really is one of those mysteries. But it's it's not like I'm like this book sucks. It's not that. No, it doesn't. No, no. So, uh, yeah. Well,
0: I've, that's what's weird about it. Now You've kind of know it. Jason Aaron is a great art writer. You have a top top tier artists. Even if yeah. you're not always big fans of their style, certainly not bad artists.
1: No, no. It's There's there, you know what this issue had really great pages and then other pages where I was like I don't really like this style but it was worth it for the ones that are you know like there was, there's some really lovely pages in here um, Javier Garon,
0: Geiger number six turned out to be a double sized issue uh, ending the first arc of Geiger from Jeff Johns and Gary Frank Brad Amberson, <laughs> that, and
1: that disbelief is like where's this Gary Frank been <laughs>
0: yeah, seriously he did all six issues and this is basically seven issues worth um, who knows when he started drawing it. But all I know is in the beginning, I was like, I would i read a Gary Frank war comic. Fuck yeah. When they when they flash <laughs> back to the <laughs> Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World War II, and the Vietnam War, I was like, Oh, I mean, I'd read it, you know. Can I Gary tell you Frank what, war, tell you what happened
1: here? Is that I was reading through my books uh and and you know, sometimes I'm distracted or I'm like, all right, I just, I just plow through this one and I turned to it and I saw the first page was there's a Revolutionary War, a Civil War, and then a World War II. Panels, three panels. And I looked at it and I went, I gotta pay attention to this. And I started reading something else. <laughs> I was like,
0: I'm not gonna miss this. So um yeah. So this was interesting. We were we wrapped up the first arc with uh Geiger and the two kids, and it doesn't go the way you expect and it is kind of stories, but really the interesting thing was he seems to be building some sort of giant universe. Yeah. Some Geiger verse. As the kids say, in which we're being introduced to a bunch of new characters who are, I don't even, I can't, I don't, I don't know what they are. They're, they're like him, like at a time of great need, a character arises and he, I guess the next book isn't even about Geiger, it's about Junk Guard Joe, the robot from Vietnam. <laughs> and then he shows us a timeline in the back where there's like red coat Becomes immortal in 1776, and the northerner in, in 1864, the monster in 1944, the junkyard Joe in 1972, American Widow X in 1997, and then you know the first ghost, and then the unknown war, then Geiger in 2050. So I guess we're now in a world where we're exploring these these singular characters. Although I can't imagine we're going to go completely away from this, this storyline because it doesn't like the story ends, it's just that Geiger gets really messed up.
1: Yeah, I don't know. and, and uh, I mean, it's like it can't help world building. And I guess the next special that comes out is, is going to be um, done by a bunch of different people, is what yeah. I think it said in the end.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I still. Also by the end where in the future, because the young boy and then the kid with the one eye are, are adults.
1: Is that what that is? I couldn't tell. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was the daughter.
0: I'm glad No, that's the kid, the kid with the leukemia and then the, the kid with one eye. I'm glad that Ralphie didn't die. Yeah.
1: I don't think that I fully understood. Well, who's the general at the end, though? Is that the daughter? Know. Is that the girl? It's hard to say. That's what I was thinking. Um, and, and, <laughs> she, and She's with Tarzan.
0: <laughs> I don't know what's going on in this book.
1: I mean, that's the thing. Like, I I have no idea what's going on, but I know that. Like there's a plan, and I know enough to trust this creator to do a thing, and he can't help but world build. Apparently, yeah. um, I don't fully understand Geiger as a character and what the deal is. You know,
0: oh right, I junkyard see what you're Joe about. book just says Gary Frank, Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, and Branderson.
1: Yep. No, there's a um, there's a it's in the essay. Oh okay. Whatever I don't it, think I read the it essay. says. Uh, our first eighty-page giant will be released in November. Uh,
0: oh, Geiger eighty-page giant. Yeah, Bryant,
1: yeah. Brian, Brian Hitch, Jay Ferber, Peter Tomasi, Sean Galloway, Janet Harvey, Pointeck Pinchot. Uh will right, right. be one of those.
0: The Junkyard Joe issue is going to just be Gary Frank and yeah. Jeff Johns.
1: Yep.
0: I, I don't mean, know, man. At some
1: point, his uh, Gary Frank's long lead will be up. Like,
0: <laughs> he started ten years ago. I know. I you know I don't know it. It's compelling. Even if I don't exactly understand everything that's going on. Yes, agree. And but, it's
1: really well done. I mean, I, which goes without saying, but.
0: I ended up really, you know, caring about the characters, the, the two kids that Geiger was protecting, you know, um, his great sacrifice to keep them safe. And when when his boron sticks broke, whatever they're made of, and I and was like, oh, rocks. fuck. Yeah. You know, like, I was genuinely worried.
1: <laughs> I actually, I did have some questions about, I was like, You know, radiation uh, doesn't tend to be quite so locally contained, even with your rods. So you're in a car with the dude, you know, and he's glowing. By the time you can see the glowing, it's too late. (laughs) And so he's like, and then at one point, like he's in whatever the wasteland is, you know, and he looks like he's exploding and the kids are like 20 feet away. And he's like, get back. And I was like, dude, it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) That's not...
0: Like Johnny Storm, that conversation we had by Johnny Storm in the other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you read Captain Marvel forty eight? I did. I'm sorry, thirty two. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me lately with the numbers. Uh,
1: I did. I did. I jumped on Captain Marvel a while ago, and I would say that you know you've talked about this and we've talked about this. It's a great. It's a great superhero book. It's a great Captain Marvel book. But I think that one of the things that's great about it is that it seems to be written in a way that you could jump on at any point and start. Well, that reading.
0: was why I wanted to bring this up. So Kelly Thompson, Sergio DeVia, Sean Parsons, Jesus Bertoff, and Clayton Kyles. This this is a great jumping on point. If you would all haven't read this book and you're think and you're curious, and you like Captain Marvel, you're like Kelly Thompson, this is a great spot to jump on the book. It's the first issue of the Last of the Marvels storyline in which all it sounds like all of the Captain Marvel characters are going to team up. Mm-hmm. So against an unknown force trying to kill them all. So you know, it starts with Carol Danvers and then you may know this actually you may know this Captain Marvel more than I would. Lavelle? Um, the Lavelle? Yeah. Not really. I'm aware of her. She was around in the early 2000s. You were reading the Marvel Cosmic books at those times. So I yeah, didn't know if she, she
1: was something to do with that annihilation and sort of stuff. But I, I don't really know. I, th- she, so I didn't you know, know her
0: at all. I had to look her up. I was like, I don't know who this person is at all. But So she's fighting this person in a suit that she thinks is one person, but it's revealed to be this the, the Captain Marvel from the early 2000s. That suit, though, wasn't that the suit? Yeah, it was from earlier in the series.
1: Right, but it was the one that she got because of the King in Black. Like, that's yes. the King in Black
0: Captain Marvel. And so she and Tony Stark figure out that maybe the Captain Marvels are being targeted. So she has to run off to find Monica Rambeau and she has to, she goes to find uh, Miss Marvel and, and Miss Marvel's had already been attacked. She, or is in the process of being attacked. So this seems like it's going to be a big team up mm-hmm. of the Marvel character, which I think is exciting. I like their, I like all those characters that I know of. And, um, it'll be, this is a great, really fun superhero book. And then people should check it out if they,
1: it is. I think my my two my thoughts about it are that I had jumped on at some point and I was planning to go back and read it from the beginning and I just didn't, but it didn't matter. It was like when I was it was like when I was a kid and you'd just pick up a mm-hmm. book and read it and other shit was going on and did it happen before but you just sort of went with it and this book works like that. I don't know how that's different than other books, but it it does work that way. But I also really like the the jump from the last arc was like she was learning magic. And fighting, yes. uh, 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 what's her name? The sorceress or the uh, the it's enchantress? Enchantress. That's the one. Uh, you know. And then this is completely back the other way. It's, uh, but they're you know both really interesting. And then the last thing I have to say about this issue uh, is that uh, the art uh, by uh, Sergio De Villa, Stay with me here. I don't think it was great, but I think it was perfect.
0: That makes sense.
1: Like, it, it was, it's not like, oh my God, this art's blowing me away. But it was, this art is exactly what it should be. It, it mm-hmm. worked perfectly with the kind of story that we were doing. It was, it was, it was full of goshiness, is what it was. It was good old superhero yeah. art. And I thought that it
0: worked really well. Her hair is all over the place. That's true. Meaning, like, sometimes it looks like this, and sometimes it looks like this.
1: Well, there's one Looking where her at... hair is all over the place, but then she's flying forward and it's matted down. I was like, well, that makes sense. It would do that.
0: Yes, but like a page, look at page twenty in a digital reader. Look at look at that '60s Dolly Parton hair going on in that one panel. That's not happening in any other panel. It's windy wherever she is. I guess
1: it seems um, to flow with the direction that she is moving. But it also, when she's hovering, uh, it's like she's in a pool. That's how he seems to be drawing it. Like if she's not hovering, it has gravity. Right. But if she's not in the air, a, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Well, maybe I, she moved. Maybe. How does she fly? Does she rem- does she have a localized gravity field? I don't
0: know. She's a superhero. It's true. That's how she flies.
1: Let us take a moment to thank... The patrons and uh, entreaty others who have been thinking, is that the right word? I'm not sure. Sure. Uh, to uh, be part of the patron community, uh, I'll keep this quick, I promise. Patreon.com slash iFanBoy is where you can go to help support the show if that is the thing that is important to you. Uh, we have unlocked many shows together, uh, leading to more but enjoyable work uh, for us over here at iFanBoy I, I HQ to do. Talks, books, media, splodes, YouTube shows getting hung up. Uh, uploaded uh, monthly patron hangouts uh, the communities over in discord and in Facebook um, all good stuff. We have a new stretch goal. If we hit our next goal, uh, we will add a comic book TV show special edition to our roster of shows. Uh, that doesn't mean we cover every comic book show or every episode, but at the end of a given season, uh, if it's one that we think we can talk about, we will do that. Um, there will be plenty for us to put out if that's the case um, in my mind that's already on the schedule and it isn't now we have not achieved that but i've already been like oh, okay we'll do this one okay
0: i oh, know i've already i've already started asking people are you watching the show and i was like wait hold
1: on yeah you, you did that to me i think that's what it was i think the other day you said that to me and i was like oh, okay we'll do a show on it and i thought wait i don't have to do a show on it back off kilpatrick <laughs> um uh, the next stretch goal after that is is the return of a quarterly uh, video barbecue show like we used to do in the old days. How that works, we don't know, but it'll be fine. Uh, thank you to everybody who does that. Uh, it, it's 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 a it's a great addition to our lives, and we appreciate everybody who makes the effort. And we we really uh, take it very seriously to make sure that it's worth it for you, um, as you can tell by the enormous uh, production that's been put into this show. Uh actually we really do think about that stuff. I found at threadless.com is where you can buy t shirts. I don't even know if this number is right. There are nine designs. No, 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 that's that's the old number. Okay, yeah, I think I forgot to change that. I did add the new one. So we have in the last month or so put uh three There's a le- eleven or twelve? I don't know. But there's three more things in there that weren't there before, which would make it twelve. Um uh one of them is uh is a is a, a vintage. Uh, a legacy design, the power and responsibility shirt. Uh, and we added two more, a very simple, we're, I love comics. missing
0: one in this list.
1: Okay. Uh, There's a very simple, I love comics shirt, uh, that, that you can see over there at, uh, com, And the, and the Clint is dead shirt, uh, which is, which is about as graphic a shirt as we've ever made. I think <laughs> uh, many of the shirts are word based, uh, but this one, uh, it, 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 it uh, codifies the idea that uh, Clint Barton is dead as you know him in many different ways uh, it is an all encompassing clint barton theory it's a clint barton way of life it's a clint barton platform he's dead and there's a shirt that says that um and and i i kind of like how over the top and silly it is um, oh no there
0: isn't one missing we have 11 designs yeah. and there's a 12th being worked on there's 11 shirts current 11 designs currently in the store that's right
1: so you can add those shirts sweatshirts tank tops baby shirts uh panties <laughs> phone covers bath mats notebooks all sorts of crap you can put them on and and they and threadless does really good stuff so you can feel comfortable about
0: that hey it's connor jumping in to tell you that there's a sale going on right now on threadless at our threadless store all of our designs are on sale everything in the store is on sale it's celebrating labor day here in america regular tees are 15 dollars everything else is reduced in price everything in the store sale ends september 12th at 5 p.m central so you can check it all out, ifanboy.threadless.com. And now back to the show. You can go to ifanboy.com slash support for a PayPal link, just directions,
1: uh, straight donations if you don't want to deal with any of that, and ifanboy.com slash Amazon, where you will find uh, links to buy the books that we talk about on Booksplode, and every week uh, the music and the pick of the week is linked on our show page at ifanboy.com, and then finally just a general link if you're buying stuff through there and you use that affiliate link. That's pretty awesome for us. So there. Hey. Do you happen to be reading the digital only? Um, oh, boy, those are not the right credits on that. Uh, the Joker presents a puzzle box.
0: No, but at first I was like, oh, they're writing it? But I was like, no,
1: it's it's Matthew <laughs> Rosenberg and uh, Jesus Marino. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not I think it's, this. it. I think it's him. Uh, I know it's uh, Rosenberg. Uh, it's just this little sort of digital only story. These are probably, I'd say, half an issue a piece. And the idea yeah, they is They come out weekly. Jesus Marino. Yeah. 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 And, uh, they got Joker in a box, and um, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Bullock and 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 Gordon are in there. And they're trying to get him to tell him what who took out all of the villains. Like, there was a thing mm-hmm. and, and something took out all of the villains and is taking them down. And basically, it's been seven issues of him saying, I'll get to it. But further, let me get back to my story. And the, the cops are just like, tell us who did it. And he's like, it's all part of it. And it goes on and on. And it's it's basically revealing this mystery of a thing that happened. And all the villains are going against each other. And I saw Rosenberg's name on it.
0: And that, Well, you know he's 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 completely moved over to DC. He's yeah. not doing any Marvel work right now. He's doing he's got like four DC books.
1: He's just you know I saw his name on. it. I thought okay, I'm going to read a book that says J- the Joker on it because mm-hmm. uh, you know he he writes he writes great comics and they're they're intelligent and they're interesting and this has also proved to be the case and it's been really fun. This is Jesús Moreno and Vanessa Del Rey actually two different artists on it. You know he does great characters. He does great dialogue. Uh, and it's also a really good setup. I I've, I look forward to this every time an issue comes out, which is weekly. So it's really fun, this nice little installment. It, you know, I feel like we're seven of these in. I don't feel like I'm necessarily any closer to knowing what the hell is going on. But it is is really fun to read. It's worth it right. if, you, if you thought about it. You, you might really like it. Mm-hmm. Midnighter 2021 annual number one. Uh, the only reason I stuck this in there, I read everything I could find to read this week because I needed to, <laughs> and and the fact is, I really want to like a midnighter story, and I haven't in some time. I think maybe he always worked best in the context of of um the authority on its own. You know, yeah, I I
0: I, I struggle with all of these wildsome characters. I don't know that I care about them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've you know tried to read here and there, like you know there was the midnighter backup story that's been going on for a while. in One of the books I'm reading, well, and and the thing is like. I just don't care about any of these characters, like you said, outside of the context of two thousand and two's Authority <laughs> book. I just don't. I don't know why. I, and
1: I've read, I've read other stuff from there. There's like Garth Ennis did a bunch of stories with the Authority, and they're in there and really interesting. The point being, this is seems to be the follow up and finish to that story that's been going on in the back of, I want to say Justice League.
0: One book, I don't know. Some book. Action some book Comics. Maybe. Yeah, Doesn't yes. matter. So that, makes, that sounds right.
1: Art by Michael Avon Oming. Um, a story by Becky Kloon and Michael Conrad. And this actually concludes that other story, which I had no handle on whatsoever. But mm. I really enjoyed this. I thought I was able to sort of make sense of what had come before, which I was really, I'd, I'd even stop really reading it or paying attention. I sort of flipped through it. Um, and in this one, it's kind of a cool time travel thing where Midnighter has a villain in his head because he was trying to defeat him and he sort of it took his computer in or whatever. Now the villain is talking to him and he is with Shiloh, I don't know his last name, the new Mr. Miracle.
0: Shiloh Norman. And,
1: yeah, Shiloh Norman. And and basically this Midnighter is from a little bit in the future and he's come back to stop something from help, but he didn't tell anybody what was going on. So Apollo is like, what the hell's going on? And he's like, I am your Midnighter. I'm just from a little in the future and we're trying to rescue your Midnighter who's stuck, in a boom tube or something like that. And the whole time he's arguing with the villain in his head, but then they're also fighting the villain in real time. You know, anyway, was it good. Yeah, it was, it was really like it, like it was, it was really cool to see something that made no sense to me and then have it make sense. And, and mm-hmm. I thought it was a good conclusion to a thing that I didn't fully understand. I was, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty fun. And I recognized the characters because it wasn't like in the context of Batman running around Apollo That's and midnight right. over there. The villain was somebody I didn't know uh, Trojan, you know, and, and even the Mr. Miracle was like a different Mr. Miracle. So it gave it room to just be what it is. Um, and you know, Apollo and Midnight are one of the all time great comic book couples as far as I'm concerned. And mm-hmm. it, it doesn't get done well or enough, uh, in the right way, I think lately. So, so it they, they felt familiar. It was good.
0: I suspect listeners who bought this issue in paper form, that issue being Batman Superman 2021 annual number one was that this was a flip book. I could see this, that. This the, was probably a flip book because there's a – It's a. There's another cover in it. It's a Batman it. story and then there's a Superman story. And then in the middle, there's a twisty page that I think you could read either way that connects the stories together. Like you can see how the, the film strips would would touch from opposite sides if it was a flip book. So I'm, I suspect this was a flip book. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the final issue of the terrific Gene Luen Yang seven issue run on, the, on this book. and then the features art by Francisco Francovia who does the Superman side of the story, and Paul Pelletier who does the uh, Batman and Robin side of the story. And this follows the characters that we've met in this book, the old tiny versions, the sort of uh, 40s movie serial versions of Superman and Batman as Superman. Is they switch worlds because there's there's problems in each world that only they can solve. So Superman goes to Batman's world, Batman and Robin go to Superman's world, and Superman fights a a very um, Brian Cranston and Breaking Bad looking Lex Luthor, and um, Batman and <laughs> Robin deal with uh, the never ending cup of coffee that Gordon was drinking.
1: It didn't it didn't make any sense at all. He took he did a spit take, but it was like the world's
0: largest vomit. Here's the question, how much coffee was currently in his mouth? And it like, was at it, least a gallon and a half. It doesn't did he chug it and but was holding it all in his mouth? Full it, on round like he 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 spits out a liter of coffee. Also, you're
1: looking at the table, look how many donuts
0: are on that table. Oh yeah. That's a shitload of donuts. The the, the, the bit that I liked in the Batman side was that with no real crime in gotham gotham is the safest city in america mm-hmm. the gordon and all the cops are super soft and batman's pissed about it like <laughs> it's like this Gordon sucks i,
1: I want to say two things uh in general about this book is that i don't think that uh i don't think that people appreciate enough the the genius work that gene yang is doing here and oh yeah i, I know yeah. that like i don't think his series is going to go much further i think it already got canceled this
0: is it this is the final show.
1: Yeah. Uh, but it's it's it, like it took a little bit to get on board, but once I did, I was like, "Oh, this is brilliant! This is yeah. so thoughtful and engaging and interesting." And it it is the characters, you know, at at essence. And uh, you put a
0: lot of thought to the structure. Yes. of it.
1: yeah, it's really beautiful. And two, uh, the two covers that are on this are among the worst and most boring comic covers I have seen in professional comics in a long time. And what the hell? Yeah, not great. The Joker puzzle box uh covers, which are digital only for like ten page stories, are better and more well designed than than this and this Brian hitch, I don't know what the hell i, I Brian Hitch, like he, you know his cover used to be like a thing to look forward to, and now he just doesn't seem to give a shit and it's it's very sad, sorry
0: <laughs> it was really like ugh, but the issue was yeah.
1: was wonderful, the whole thing was wonderful,
0: yeah, I wanted to mention. Aquaman 80th anniversary, 100 page super special, number one, only because and not not go through every story like we've had done in the past, but mm-hmm. to say that this was e- this was easily the most disappointing of the 80th anniversary issues they've done so far. And I love Aquaman; it's one of my favorite characters. I was really looking forward to this, and I think the most disappointing thing was that um, I think all but two of the stories took place in the present, and it's like, well, if you're celebrating his his 80 hist- years of history do, do stories throughout the whole time. I mean, there was one sort of sixties inspired story, but they didn't really lean into it. There, w- there wasn't a, there could have been like a Justice League Detroit story. There, there, there was no, and I think this is criminal. There was no story that took place during the Peter David nineties run, which is still the most important and impactful Aquaman run of all time. There was no, P- in 90s Aquaman. You, you couldn't get Peter David and Scott McDaniel to do nine pages? I, I read this
1: and went all the way through it and it was so fucking boring. I was like, you've got this character and everybody says this character is boring, so do something with him. Finally, also, and this is important, I think that putting tattoos on this character that match Jason <sighs> Romo's real-life tattoos is right fucking up there with the blue glowing spider.
0: And they've also, he starts talking about it, he calls some guy Dude. Yep. And I was like, ah oh. it's
1: not good. Don't do it. I thought that the um the black manta is it Tempest? Is that what this kid's called now?
0: Yeah, Aqualad is not Tempest, yeah.
1: Yeah, whatever it is. I thought that was a good story. I thought that was a that was the most compelling thing in the whole thing by Jeff Johns. Oh, oh. And Paul Pellet. Jeff
0: Jeff? Yeah. That's Aqualad. Aqualad is He's actually is... named Aqualad in this. Well there's the original Aqualette, garth is now tempest and there's right not that
1: okay well whatever that yeah. kid's name is the black manta's son
0: yeah that's he's Aqualette, yes
1: and honestly that whole story was basically two dudes talking in the snow but character wise writing wise uh it was the most compelling of the stuff in here right so think.
0: there were two stories in here that were just that were that were like previews for new books coming out one was a black manta book and one was the new aquaman book right which i do not care about <laughs> yeah, and then there was you know there was a couple of things like that had some good art in it, but <clears throat> overall, it was just seemed like the same story over and over again because they were all taking place in the present. This is like, so do, boring. Do something else. Yep. Show me, show me year one Aquaman. Show me, you know, they did one story when he had the the early '90s magical ocean camouflage suit, but like that was really just a little lip service to his history. It was just kind of disappointing that they would. They wouldn't really lean into – this is your 80th anniversary issue to really celebrate the history of it and just – it was just a huge misfire, which was a bummer. Yep. So those are the comics we wanted to talk about. But at patreon.com slash ifanboy, you can vote to add a book to the rundown. And if you're a patron, and every patron does can do so. And they voted for Dark Ages number one by a huge margin. It was like a three-to-one uh, shot over the number two book. And so they wanted us to read it. We read it. It was pick of the week. Let's do ratings on it, Josh. Ratings. ratings: Dark Ages, number one out of five.
1: Four. Four point two. Ooh. Yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking about four point two five, but uh, it's a real good start. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't solid. Uh, very solid. Very, very solid. Very entertaining. Not, not a, not a full home run, but uh,
0: sticking with it. Yes. Honestly. Yes. 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 So that's Dark Ages number one, patreon.com slash iFanboy. If you want to vote to add a book to the rundown, you, any patron can do so. But if you give it the $5 or higher level, you get your own superpower live on the show, like these four patrons.
1: John Morris has the ability to remove or add a phobia to someone.
0: Oh, shit.
1: So, that's you're, cool. you're, you know, somebody's like, oh, I don't know if I want to go up there. And he would remove the fear of heights interesting uh if there was somebody who i don't know i mean it could go either way but he can add or remove them it would be pretty vi- it would be pretty vicious to give somebody a phobia in a given situation sure, but, but if they should. were being chased in you know you know all of a sudden uh you're being chased through the streets and you give somebody agoraphobia uh, yeah that'd know. be devastating right but it saves That's
0: you awesome. i don't know That's add or one. remove phobias jason smalling knows everyone's name Everybody, <laughs> God, so, I like, don't
1: have that power.
0: Walks into a room, knows everyone's name in the room. Looks at a photograph from 1874, knows everyone's name in the photograph. Wow, he just he just knows everyone.
1: Solve name. a lot of mysteries, like
0: yes, it could. show him
1: that blurry Bigfoot photo,
0: or the the several are, is this Billy the Billy the Kid photos,
1: yeah, like, or or uh, the the photo of uh, Lincoln's last inauguration.
0: Right, he knows all those people in the photo. Huh. Is John Wilkes Booth there? He he's right there. Yeah. He knows everyone's name.
1: There's Dv Cooper. What? He's right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben Christian can turn any part of his body into an adorable oversized foam appendage. <laughs> so, like, if he goes to a sporting event, he doesn't have to buy yeah, one of those things. Sure. And he can also do lots of different hand signals, not just the point, if he wants to. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, all of his appendages can be... Uh...
0: Just, it's just his, just his limbs? Yep. Or yeah. also... I mean, can he do other parts of him into foam appendages? He could, but it's it's tasteless. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Sheridan, at Robert's lowest moments, his greatest moments of self doubt and fear, uh, Ted Lasso will appear.
1: <laughs> well, that's just great, him,
0: and give him a pep talk and get him back on track. But only only his truest truest moments of of low, not not just like oh man.
1: You're not stuck in traffic. No, you're gonna get through this. Don't
0: worry about it. But, like, God, what's going on in the world? It's crump society's crumbling, and you know, there's nothing good. In, and Ted will appear mm-hmm. and remind you that there is good in the world.
1: I wish I could think of aphorisms that he would say on the spot, but I can't. This is only he can
0: do it. That's why, yeah, slash iFanboy. Uh, those patrons gave it the five dollar higher level, uh, or higher. I just said that. Wow. They gave the $5 or higher level, and they got to the Superpower Live on the show. Hey, look, we have some email time, Josh. Hey there. Maybe even all of them.
1: Brandon says, Lately, you've been using the Gosh scale, which is good old superheroes. Uh, and I would like to know where Electro falls on that scale so that I can properly adjust my frame of reference. This is an excellent question. It's an excellent question. Uh, as you uh, know, you should know if you're listening to this, um, if you were to rate something, you know, and if if one is electro, well,
0: if you rate costumes. Sure, but yeah, that's what the best scales.
1: Well, you could apply it to other things. Like, how is that stake? You know, if one is electro, you know, but ten is also electro.
0: <laughs> give this right an eight. That's what. That's the beauty of this of the scale is that <laughs> electro is one and he is ten.
1: Yeah. So on the Gosh scale, I would say that either one or ten. It's probably the way to go, don't
0: you think? Yeah, oh, like if you look at won. the,
1: Yeah, but like like if you look at that comic, you know, like if you were gonna rate that by electro, that's a ten. And a one.
0: Obviously. That's the beauty of the scale. Mm-hmm. I so I, I hope that we cleared that up for you, Brandon. Ethan J from Virginia. I am curious about the constant disinterest in quote horror books. I've only been, l- been listening since the mid-300s. Thank like a you. decade. <laughs> so maybe I'm mischaracterizing your past tastes. But my impression has been that horror is bad, but Vertigo was good. It seems like a lot of the Vertigo books you have loved would not be compelling today. If it arrived today, I wonder if you guys would like Preacher number 1, or would the fantastic elements of A Voice of God and a Punk Vampire be a distraction from a story of a preacher struggling to reconcile his faith with a shit-kicking past?
1: God, that's a great you- that's a great description you just had there.
0: <laughs> have have your tastes changed Or is it market saturation And contempt of the familiar I've been thinking about this For two months Since Nice House in the Lake Number one That came out I would not Call Peter a horror book Just because there's a vampire In, in it It's no. a western It's absolutely a western
1: Yeah With other elements Other genre elements That are done both.
0: But it's but it's at its core It's a western book
1: Yes um, But yeah uh,
0: So I think Blade yeah. is an Avengers That does not make Avengers A horror book
1: No so I think that it goes back to this. Horror books, all right. Neither of you, neither you nor I are into horror as a genre, specifically horror movies.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've seen the classics. I've sure. seen Friday the 13th, and I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street, and I've seen Scream. But it's not your jam. No, I, I don't go see The Conjuring or you know right. what, The Haunting of Emily Rose or what any of those, those movies come I don't have any interest, zero interest in any of those movies.
1: Now... That doesn't mean that as a genre of horror, we immediately rule anything out. Oh, that's horror. I don't listen. I don't listen to country music. I'm not going to listen to that. That's not a thing that is happening. It means that, you know, anything can overcome that. There are excellent horror films. Have you ever seen The Omen? The Omen is fucking amazing. The Shining is amazing. Jaws, my favorite movie of all time, is a horror movie. But there's different ways to do it. And there is a certain bit where there's, it's almost like we, we, we use this umbrella term horror to describe stuff, but uh, there's, so I think there's genres of horror. I think saw is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, but people seem to love it. I don't understand a lot of what makes horror horror, but I think there's very, there's different ways that they can approach it. And then that, that horror thing gets, it's given to it.
0: So there's also like, there's also like, the comic book tropes of horror that i just don't care about like demon-y stories or yes. yeah you know monster-y stories although i can it depends again on what on the execution but for the most part you know there's like a whole i think mid-range of comic book horror that i just find boring yeah really really
1: boring i mean we just read that ed pisker book the the red room one and that was just yeah. gory because that's yeah. the thing is, like, some horror stuff's just gory shit, and I have no interest in that. You know, I, I don't like jump scares. Mm-hmm. And I know that people do, like, I hate that feeling. So I right. tend to stay away from that. It doesn't really happen in comics, but, like, that's the thing about horror movies I don't like and never, never liked. Um, but there's another thing that's happening in this email, this question, is that we're equating vertigo with horror. And I think that that's a misnomer. Um, yeah. There are elements... Yeah, for sure. Of the horror genre in a lot of Vertigo books from a given era. I mean, like, I... Hellblazer is one of my favorite books of all time, and there's elements of horror books there. But there's also a lot else there.
0: Swamp Thing, too. Swamp so Thing, yeah. that was pre-Vertigo, yeah. but it's folded into Vertigo.
1: Yeah, and and... I, you know, I would say that as that book gets to be like, – because every time Swamp Thing comes back, it's it's a slightly different version of itself. So sometimes it's more horror Sometimes it's more political. Sometimes it's a combination of all those things. You know, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing book, which is the best version of it I've ever read, yep. you know, is kind of a horror book. But it's real, real good. So, you know, who's to say? It also
0: didn't fall into the tropes. I mean, it's just, it's just like there are – Oh, that's actually – go ahead. I don't know it, it's hard like I'm thinking about Vertigo books I like like you know Scalped Why the Last Man those are not those are that's sci-fi and crime yeah you know Vertigo did a lot more I, mean, I don't know you tell me it was Lucifer a horror book
1: not really it was more like a fantasy you know Fables wasn't characters. a
0: horror book no um they're genre uh, mashups
1: in a way um
0: but the, the, there's one I was thinking of that I was going to ask you about that. like oh Hellboy for a long time on the show you read every Hellboy book that came out. It's Hellboy horror. No,
1: no. Again, like Hellboy's yeah, it's fantasy more adventure. like fantasy and yeah, adventure and is crime is all sorts of things. That was the thing that makes Hellboy <laughs> interesting. There is elements of horror in there, but it's not like it's not like you are walking around the corner like like in horror, like somebody's going to get killed horribly and it's going to be you know like that awful thing and whatever people get out of that and that that wasn't a thing that was in Hell, in Hellboy. That's that's not the deal. That did happen in Hellblazer that would be a thing Mm -hmm. you know but your basic genre idea of of horror as a comic book you know it's just not a thing i we get off on um i had a thing and it's gone
0: uh i mean there are things we like you know that we read the joe hill books and the one i really liked was really a tribute to 80s horror Mm -hmm. which you know would be like i said the classic stuff the the slasher at the camp count the camp um that kind of thing and
1: slasher as a genre is the thing i, I don't care for at all so yeah, if that yeah, was in a comic sure. book but
0: that wasn't even really there was no slasher in that particular book but it wasn't that was more the thing it was t- paying tribute to right. was was the um the movies of the 80s and also but, i
1: think you know you and i have a you know and this is i don't know if we came up together on this or we just happened to agree serendipitously but um there's certain genre tropes that you know, like when we talk about adding a supernatural element into a thing that doesn't need a supernatural element, you know, I think that annoys both yeah. of us, and sure. that, that that can fall under that horror thing. Um,
0: it's just, it, I think there was a there was a period of time where the patrons in a several weeks in a row picked like a you know what I would call mid range horror books as the patron pick, and it just wasn't interesting to me. Right. I don't I don't really care about. Oh,
1: I, I know what those I was going to say. I think fans of the genre if you really like that kind of stuff, and I know plenty of people who do, part of what they're attracted to with it is is the genre tropes. Meaning mm-hmm. that the thing where the girl decides to go check what's in the closet, even though, you know, everybody goes, don't do that, but they want that to happen. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is the thing that is not gonna attract me, but it will people who like it. So it's it's like... Some people really like guitar solos. So they want to listen to music with lots of guitar solos. But if you don't, then you're just not going to be into it. it doesn't mean you don't, you know, you, you just shoot the whole thing. But so I guess what I'm getting at is like, if you can make that interesting to a person, you know, and not just give them the thing that they want, does hmm. that make sense?
0: Like, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all comes out of personal taste and yeah. the things that you are find interesting or not interesting. And I just don't find, you know, I find, like, classic stuff interesting. Like, you know, the universal monster movies I like. But, like, you know, not yeah, monster movies now that don't that really thing. don't really excite me all that much. No. Monster comics now don't really excite me all that much. Unless they're done really, really well. They, if know, they're done really well, that all it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's
1: true. I remember um, being really com- uh, intrigued by uh, that movie It Follows. Because it was a creepy idea. And it was. But also... Ultimately like if I watch a horror movie a lot of times in the end I'm left like kind of like eh. like it, like I don't find there a lot of times the conclusions aren't satisfying because they could be like it was a monster do you remember the this this the um what was that series on HBO in the last couple of years the um Richard Price and Stephen King had a great uh, cast yeah.
0: the outsider or something yeah
1: like that. yeah the outsider and like the first half of it was great but by the end it was like it's a supernatural monster and it's so not satisfying as an ending to me,
0: you know? Yeah I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to scroll through the picture and pics to see what they were, but it's too far back. But, um, you know, like movies like it, I don't care about it. I would never, I've no, I would never choose to watch it. I just mm-hmm. don't care. It's not what, not what I'm, not what I'm interested in.
1: Yeah. I've, I've read a couple of Stephen King books.
0: I like yeah. Stephen King.
1: I like his writing a lot, but I like his non horror. Cause I've read a couple of, you know, enough of the horror ones to know that I like, uh, I don't really care about those.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like, I guess I'll say I like Stephen King. Like, I I like The Green Mile. I liked The Stand, which I think is more supernatural, you know, adventure sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I don't think I've ever I've never read Carrie or seen Carrie. I've never, like, that whole side of. He
1: thought of Carrie while he was a janitor at uh, the place I went to high school. There's a little
0: thing. I'm just not interested in those kind of stories.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, again, I'm sure if someone said, hey, I read this book, I'm sure I'd like it. Cause he's a good writer, but
1: it's the same know. thing though. Like you don't, you know, if you're out there, you don't necessarily like reading, uh, history books on a given president. Well, I do, you know, like right. that's, that's what I get out of it. Or it, it's even like, I love natural disaster movies and the more cliched that they are, the more they Back. give you that, the better they are. And again, that's not for everybody. Those are not good movies. Like that's, that's the thing. Like oh, I think horror is exactly, exactly the same way.
0: Yeah, I think that's just the that's the tension we have also with like someone like Scott Snyder's work, where, you know, we want we read like all of his books come out, about something like witches or whatever, it's just like ultimately not really my thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 tough. I, I I realize we paint horror with a giant brush, and there's there's a lot of nuance within horror. But for the most part, we're just talking about sort of mid mid level demon monstery comics that we just don't care about
1: mm-hmm. books that books about. that get mileage out of the fact that they are <clears all throat> horror books rather than being... Because
0: horror fans fan. are the most loyal fans of any genre in everything. I mean, hmm. the horror films are one of the last films that are guaranteed to make money.
1: That's interesting. Just like metal. Yeah. Like yeah. music,
0: I mean. Like it's, I think those are related. Yeah, so... You wanna, what do you want to do? You're, you're in charge.
1: <laughs> um... Let's move along. Let's we we'll we can keep that. I don't think that's uh, necessary. All
0: right. Well, thank you to Brandon and G- Ethan for writing in. contact@fanboy.com. at You can write in there to get on the sh- your email on the show. Also, to get to the Media show, and if you are writing in for Media please put Media in the title of the email or the subject line. That way, we know what it's for. And also, speaking of subject lines, episode eight hundred is just four weeks away. So we're now gathering emails for episode eight hundred, and you've started writing in. So thank you for if you've done it already. Uh, to have your email considered to be on episode 800, which is, of course, the all-email spectacular if you're new to the show and you haven't heard one of those yet. It's about two or three hours of all emails. So if you want to get your email on the show, talk about any subject you want, just make sure 800 is in the subject line so we know what it's for. And thank you for that. Here's
1: Here's my tiny bit of advice based on that last question. <clears throat> you should think of something that Connor and I are not aligned on so that we're not just backing each other up saying a thing that is monolithic. And I'm not saying I want you to get us to fight, but like you get a thing like, oh, these guys have just made up their mind, they agree about whatever. There's lots of things we don't agree on, but it's probably a way to have a conversation that isn't just us defending ourselves to you. Because I feel like yeah, mean, we've done I, that a little lately. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, Oh, wait, are we going to argue about this?
0: Yes. <laughs> so, out now... Uh, On the podcast feed behind this show, you will find special edition Batman The Long Halloween Part 2 right behind this show. Paul and I talked about uh, the second part of the two-part Batman The Long Halloween animated films. Uh, Without Ryan Haupt, our third leg of the tripod that is the animated brain trust, you may have seen on social media that he just had a baby. Or his wife did. He didn't do shit. Um, (laughs) So... He has a newborn. He probably won't be on shows for a while, so that's why he wasn't on that show. And there, there you go. Uh, congrats, congratulations to Ryan and his lovely wife, Julie, for their, their child. Um, and then behind that show, you'll find Booksplode. I checked in True yesterday,
1: Believer. by the way. Status, still cute.
0: Still cute. And I, I do check in again. <laughs> He's still tired. Books yes. Booksplode, True Believer, The Rise and Fall of Stan Lee by Abraham Reisman, Abraham Reisman is our uh, Booksplode. It's on the feed behind a special edition show. And then coming up this month, Talksplode, media explode, patron hangout, <laughs> and P- pick of the week eight hundred live, and the live stream will be on October first, uh, time to be determined. But if you're if you're if you're thinking about hanging out with us because we're going to live stream for everyone, pick of the eight hundred. is going to be on October first, which is a Friday, um, so uh, put that in your calendar. But Josh has a talk. This is a talksplode month. Is this the one you have? predetermined is this like yeah memory? no i had
1: that but here's the thing that here's the thing that happens you say hey,
0: just it. it's hard no 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 this is the
1: thing you know you know what it's reminding me of is that i'm getting ghosted is what's happening mm-hmm. yeah. i'll talk to somebody hey you want to go out sometime and they go sure and then they just disappear i can't tell you how many times it's happened to me um but no i have uh I, this this the this month's a sure thing and uh that, that's gonna happen oh, and it'll be real you,
0: you have the sure thing out
1: yeah i'm not worried about this month
0: you asked, uh, who was the character in Greece that got pregnant? I forget. It's too I, early I, don't, I don't know at it all. Is
1: it's a person, it's a person I communicate with regularly, so I'm not too worried about it.
0: All right. So again, you'll have a talk blow, a media explode, the patron hangout if you're a patron. And a note on that is that <clears throat> normally we do those towards the end of the month, but because we have the live stream on October 1st, we probably don't want to do back to back live hangouts just because it can be tiring. I don't, I'm not complaining, I'm just saying we just it's it takes a lot out of you so it'll probably be more towards the beginning or middle of the month this year this month, and then pa, Pickle Week 800 is uh, October 1st, like I said and I just to mention, so you don't ask but you probably will because you're not listening to this part of the show, but Shang-Chi is out, Shang-Chi, as we find out now it's called Shang-Chi, is out but it's mm-hmm. only in theaters, and Josh and I are not going to the theaters so it, we won't be reviewing that until it hits streaming in 45 days So, you would look for that at some point whenever it hits Disney+, Plus, but not now. I had several people ask me to come to the movies with them, and I said, I'm not going to the movies. Are you out of your mind?
1: I might go. But that's because there's nobody here.
0: Right. So, look for that review some point later, but not now. Same thing will happen when the next Marvel movie comes out that's only in theaters. I can't think of what that is. Oh, Eternals. Mm Mm-hmm
1: uh head over to ifanbar.com you can find all of our shows our vast history of comic book writing from all of our talented writers the from the past there's a whole lot of stuff there you can click on that uh podcast tab and go down to the special edition thing and there's just there's so much in there um 90 something interviews a ton of animated uh shows uh you know reviewed and talked about movies things like that Very cool. Uh, You can follow us individually at uh, CS Kilpatrick on Instagram or J.F. Flanagan on Instagram. Of course... uh... Uh, there's I fan I skipped a part, but I'm going back. There is uh, yes. I fanboy Comics on Instagram. There's facebook.com slash iFanboy and at iFanboy on Twitter. You can find out what the pick of the week is before the show comes out there. And we always post about when the shows do come out, Uh, n- not just the pick of the week, but all the special editions, which are a little more random. You don't know when to expect those. So you want to follow those and see that, oh, look at this. There's a show. But if you're subscribed to the RSS feed, do they even call it that anymore? I
0: don't Did, even know.
1: You'll get them You'll get them that way. So make sure we you We got a guy, <laughs> a guy back there who does that. Is everything going okay, Sheldon? Yeah, got it, boss. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, now we're Sheld- a morning zoo show. Sheldon and Carol are married. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that they well, kept you know, it Carol- secret from us for so long.
0: Carol's really good at her job at HR. She doesn't talk about those sort of things. So I'm sure that she's got all the paperwork filled out for sure. Yeah, we should find out.
1: You can subscribe uh, to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Uh We're re uploading. I can't. I'm done. I'm sorry. We're re uploading old video shows that we did. Um, and at the end of them, we'll start doing new ones. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. I felt compelled to say it, but I want to make very clear that is totally not going to happen. Uh, this mm-hmm. past week, you will see um, uh, mini. The new comics preview for, this feels so long ago, June 25th, 2008. You can see what was coming out that week. We'll tell you all about it. Uh, We did a show on Wildstorm, which is wildly out of date now, I'm sure.
0: That was the second show. The first show we did on Wildstorm was about the new Wildstorm. And we read all their Uh their new books. And and this was about the history of Wildstorms, going back to Jim Lee and Wildcats. Which is is interesting.
1: Uh, There is an anthology show on John Cash, I See a Darkness. I
0: call him John. It's John, John, johnny Cash's i see a dark the, the book the the biography book but graphic novel yep. uh, about johnny
1: Cash. uh comic book storytelling i imagine that's me and yep. original art i imagine that's ron yes. uh so those are the anthology shows where we did uh we each did our own little segment um i would I, i'm i'd be terrified to watch myself go back and explain comic book storytelling <laughs>
0: We'll use Darwin Cook as an example, so I'm sure it's good.
1: Oh, okay. It's good to go.
0: So if you like a show, please do a review or start reading on Apple Podcasts or if you listen to a podcast, please uh, word of mouth to them and ask you about what podcast you listen to. We appreciate when everyone says I fanboy. Thank you very much. Spreading the word is, is the best way to help us grow. And that's it for this week's show. I am Connor. I'm Josh.
1: Stay safe out there. Do it. Clark, Peter, Bruce, Diana, Carol, do what they would do, which is invariably the right thing. And it's when they're thinking of others. That's what you should do.